and clap sync. Three, two, one. Oh, I choked. I Perfect. choked on the click, so yep. we'll see if that, oh, yep. how that goes in editing. He's throwing? I'm He's throwing. But you nailed the clap. Click. Uh, <laughs> that's a good reference. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's something on our Discord. We're, we're not going to put that on the Instagram, though, so like, just deal with that. Um, <laughs> dude, this is a strange episode, you guys, because this is, question mark, the first game that we've done, that we've played already before on the podcast? This is like the first game after. Yeah, it, it's like... I'd like to call it To the Moon Redux, where it's like, remix. <laughs> like, have some guy in the back. <laughs> is that what you like to call it? Holy shit. Okay. Because <laughs> yes. To the Moon is definitely, like, has the vibes that, you know, call back a, you know, 1990s rap video um, in terms of that style mm -hmm. with remixes. So that's what I'd like to call this episode for sure. Hmm. like that. So To the Moon is new to me, though. I had not mm -hmm. played it before. Yeah, because it was actually originally on this podcast in episode, I want to say, 14. It was 14. I listened to it this morning. Wow. So did I. So did I. Nice. And I never so you... listened to our podcast again, other than editing it, <laughs> which is part of the reason why I don't listen to it again. Because yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. how many times <laughs> do I have to fucking listen to this thing? But yeah, um, it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys have listened to that one, like, essentially ever or recently. But, yeah, it was such an interesting podcast to listen to because it's just so different. We were we were so new. We were so new. Like, Adam's fucking killing it, doing great. Like, everyone was doing great. It was really interesting to listen to. I don't know. I have, like, I have a bunch of notes in my head from that. But, yeah, it was really it was really quite cool. Um, but before we get into that, though, or if we ever do, um, this is – I want to say it's always blocked. It is, it is, in fact, always blocked. There's also – It's also a little bit your block. Well, there's an Elden Ring corner that's mm -hmm. coming up, and we'll get to that. But I did want to actually you like, think of like a jingle for it. Yeah, Elden Ring. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm taking that to Fiverr. That's no, how we got our no, first theme. No, no, I'm on it. No, please, no. Zoe <laughs> sings it, and it becomes reality. I know, but she didn't even try. <laughs> she tried. <laughs> no, dude, no. Fiverr can do magic with that. I know, but like, I'm putting in my figure shoes. out what you can do with ten dollars in that. Clip. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well said. Ten dollars well and this really super brief if there aren't squirrels and like that like you know hello bozo or yeah, the fuck, like i don't know that's I what that. we need yeah yeah i need that God. okay i'm writing it down need dancing squirrels okay thank you for being the note taker for, for a podcast mm -hmm. format yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. the squirrels need to be included for that for a highlight reel yeah but yeah but wait so 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 for those the uninitiated right so tell us what's actually going down, like the structure of what is happening here, like the podcast, the fucking whatever, blocks, you Indeed. know, just give us a little overview, would you? Well, first of all, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming podcast, where we play a game each week and then we talk about it. And this year, what we've done is, you know, each of our members have been curating little blocks of games to be playing. So, for instance, if you've been following along this year, we had James's block where we played games that he's just been meaning to get to but never has, mm -hmm. and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we moved on to McCoy's block, which was right around the time when Elden Ring came out, and McCoy's like, we're going to play Elden Ring, guys. And then he's like, we're going to play more Elden Ring, guys. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we're going to keep playing Elden Ring, guys. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, Elden Ring if you haven't heard already, is a big fucking game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it is massive. It's not a game that is even possible, at least for us and our schedules, because, spoiler alert, we don't do this full time. Uh, it's not a game that we can possibly get through in four weeks' time without either A, 
horrendously burning ourselves out mm-hmm. and like making it ourselves unable to play any game like after the fact and so we're just kind of we're checking in we're kind of being able to like figure out like playing some more Elden Ring here and there obviously after these like three core weeks that we've been redlining this game um and so now it's just kind of like we're moving on I guess to the next block which is my game block of playing Freebird games which includes to the moon um, but then also we're kind of, these games are quite short, so we're also kind of using this as an opportunity to also be playing Elden Ring, maybe at a less frequent amount than what we have been doing, but still a substantial amount. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think it's really interesting that you think that this is what we're doing to not burn out and not be able to play other games because that is probably where I already am because <laughs> I literally over this weekend uh, a friend of ours Alex friend of the podcast slash friend of the Valiant crew um, came over and visited this weekend it was like super fun and he was like yo like what do we do and I was like oh that's actually easy because my life has become simple it's like you do your life and then there's Elden Ring and he was like yeah but like we could like do other things right and I was like Feel free to humor yourself and list those things that you think we could do. But I think instead we should play Elden Ring. And he looked at me like I was insane. And then, you know, we beat Godric together and he had the rush of beating Godric. And then he was like, you know, I think we should play Elden Ring. And I was like, welcome. Yeah. I just, I, that I was a back, beautiful you know? moment where we, so McCoy and I have like a two bedroom setup for our computers. Because it turns out if you have them in the same room, then like when you play things like Halo, it gets awkward because like you your mics are you know what I mean like you can't you can't talk in the same room. I'm not explaining yeah, it as well. The point well, is the reason that why you're not explaining they bleed this well into is because that's not the reason why we're not doing it. We don't have space in this room. We also don't have space. We in would this actually room. love no. The reason is because because here's why, right? Someone's oh. gonna catch you later. Where okay. in a year from now, where we're we gonna have, have computers in the same way. Right? Mm-hmm. You're they're gonna be like, what the fuck? And the reason why is because that's not the reason. I thought it was the, okay. No. Look, this is not important to the story. Yeah. What's important to the story is that our my computer is in a different room from McCoy's computer, and our friend was here visiting, and literally at some point he was like. I'm just going to go over to this other room and play my own Elden Ring while you guys go in this room and play your <laughs> Elden Ring and, like, we don't actually need to see each other anymore. And I was like, perfect. Was like, cool, great visit, great chat. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was. El- shout out to Alex. It was fun. Yeah, shout out to Alex. It was really fun. Um, but it's just, it, also, at one point, we played Elden Ring co-op and we did it on Discord from two different rooms. And that is the dumbest shit ever. Um, <laughs> but it is also joyous. And it reminds me of, actually, in, in college where we would do, like, we would do fucking Axon or some shit from, like, not even that far away. Like, just other parts of the quad or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hell, yeah. Turns out it's fun. fun. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I mean, we're here, allegedly. Like, I, I thought about playing Valorant allegedly. this week. I thought of, you know, ale- I allegedly. I opened Valorant I meant- this week. You seem like part of your <clears throat> consciousness is just still an Elden Ring. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I literally gave myself a pep talk walking up to this podcast. Like, just don't contribute anything and let everyone else talk. It'll be done really quickly. And then you can play Elden Ring. And that's like the <laughs> demon on my shoulder. <laughs> just, just don't even help. Don't even say anything. Just let it happen. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll see. Probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, uh, I, I opened Valorant and went into training and like shot a bunch of bots and was like, okay, I'm, I'm a little rusty. Um, cause I haven't played since Elden Ring came out. And, uh, and then I tried to open up Halo a few times. Um, but it, uh, crashed on launch four times in a row. So <laughs> just Halo oh. things. Oh, 
So Halo uh, might be a little bit fucked, guys. But no, um, I mean, good news is Elden Ring seems to work. So <laughs> bad news um, is I even some... got it on my old computer running at 450p. <laughs> wow! Not even Wait, 480. Can you like wow. send no. a screenshot of what you're working with at some point? I want to oh see gosh. this. It's I would lose frames to take a screenshot, but yes, yes I will. It's worth it. It's worth <laughs> take it with your phone. It's worth, oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, that's a great idea. Take Dude, it with your phone. the classic oh, yeah, James yeah. screenshot, pull out your phone and take a picture of the screen. Yeah, that's can, how yeah, I do it, too. It's just easier. It's, it's just pretty easier. terrible. On one of the bosses, it was definitely, like, dipping down pretty low on the frames because uh, there was mm. a bunch of lightning. And whenever he did the lightning, it was like, okay, it's time for under 10 frames per second now. <laughs> that's horrifying. And I feel like... they really clearly like frames are part of the game's mechanics yeah uh so things work a bit differently yeah i know i completely believe i feel that. like though okay so you know how like the big thing well one of the big things about elden ring is it's kind of like a choose your own difficulty adventure where like you know if you want it to be easier you can summon things i feel like Raphael's like i have chosen a harder difficulty i will be playing it on this <laughs> jank setup and it will drop massive frames during boss fights, kind of that's just that. like part of the experience when now. You, when you say it from a difficulty yeah, standpoint, I, mean, I kind of respect that. Yeah, right? <laughs> in, in some senses, it's not necessarily more difficult because it's actually like slowing things down uh, at some of it. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. like it feels really sluggish and so that's like awkward to play with. And also, I guess the, the rate is variable when it's slowed down. So, Right. Yeah, it's it's not making it as hard as you'd think, I guess. I think the issue is more that it's it's harder to read the tells on the bosses because of the 450p. Yeah. I was going to say, they're mm. just one big giant blur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually, surprisingly, it's it's like a rescaling it to my monitor's resolution, and it's not as bad as you'd think, but it is it is definitely the lowest resolution that it was willing to put out, and that was necessary and mm -hmm. yeah and i think you had to correct me right you had to do this with like some sort of mod right because like technically it doesn't yeah run. yeah so there's like you have to bypass the easy anti-cheat because that apparently requires and i guess what they're going for is if you can't run 60 frames per second then your mechanics are going to be wonky and so they yeah, don't want to allow that in multiplayer right so exactly. have to bypass easy anti-cheat uh which you do by just like copying the game's executable and naming it the like start in safe mode or whatever that the easy anti-cheat executable is uh and then you have to like get a patched version of fake DirectX 12 wow yeah wow, wow. but worth it yeah i mean when my alternative is building an entire new computer that i would use for maybe a month Mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. abandoning my trip or not playing I like that those two options come before just not playing Elden Ring like yeah. just not playing Elden Ring wasn't even really on the table mm -hmm. that's how I feel man that's well, how I feel like my I mom have was actually been craving other other types of games mm -hmm. I've right. been I've been dreaming about playing oxygen not included again and stuff mm -hmm. mm. can you not play Could that you play computer? that uh, I believe I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just uh, I want to finish Elden Ring, and I don't want to have more than two games going in parallel. I guess. Yeah, that it's makes brutal. Sense. 
Do you feel like you're getting close, Raphael? You definitely have the the most hour count out of all of us. Do you feel like you're nearing the end? Yes. Uh, so I think I'm exploring the last major area. the The world map is completely uncovered at this point. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm going through Halig Tree right now, hmm. uh, and then I think after that I just need to enter the tree, the Erd Tree. And something's mm-hmm. in there. Cool. Hmm. I've... Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I have gotten to the capital, the, like, capital outskirts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I am. The plateau. Yeah, the plateau and, like, inside the gate. Um, it's a beautiful area. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, that was, like, um, our big achievement this week was getting there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah i i found it kind of while thinking i i was thinking that i was like just clearing out stuff on the map and i got there <laughs> yeah uh it was kind of surprising um but also very cool um yeah um I also beat the general. Uh, what's his name? Radon. Radon. Yeah, I beat him oh, on my shit. second go. I think I was pretty overleveled. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you do it pre or post patch? Apparently they nerfed him. Oh, post patch. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I've heard he's substantially him. nerfed. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it did not feel difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm not at Radon at all, but like it just it's it's interesting to me that they nerfed a boss. Yeah, he was really something. Yeah, the first also, couple times we fought him, it was bonkers. I, I also I like. I after Raphael saying like you must get to forty vigor, um, and I was at twenty vigor. I put twenty straight points into vigor, so. Um, I'm now also at 40 vigor. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. That helps. takes such just discipline, James. Ugh, we were like, I that, hated like, it. Putting, <laughs> like, I, I'm just, I'm impressed. I want to call out that James actually did that. Cause that is, that's impressive to me that you like, you sat there. I was like, I will literally be putting the le- next 20 levels into this. And you, you did it. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's so much temptation to be like, Ooh, just like one more point to dexterity or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean I was already at thirty one strength twenty five decks so like I didn't really find anything that needed more of those that like mattered at, at this point in the game mm-hmm. um but now I'm finally like starting to uh level up my like mind stats as I'm calling them hmm. um the things that allow me to use cool different weapons. Um, Wait, you mean, but not to be confused with mind, the stat. Oh, I forgot that was a stat. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, that's, I didn't that's, think you were talking about that. That's the second stat, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. FP. Oh, yeah. I haven't even touched that once. Um, that's why I forgot. I forget that's Fair. a stat. Fair. All it does is, like, give you more mana, and I barely use that. Um, mm-hmm. I... I don't know for for um like mechanics I this past week I I've, I've been trying out um 
like imbuing my sword with different things from spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was also at the same time collecting a ton of different ashes of war. And I've decided that basically just changing your ashes of war um, on your weapon and giving it a different like um, damage type is like way better for the way that I play. Um, it might be slightly less damage overall, but the fact that you don't have to like run away from like a boss and then re imbue your sword and then run back in um, all while maybe, you know, taking damage <clears throat> just like, I, I like it a lot better to just to just change it out at a campfire. I think that that's very yeah. good. That's what I was yeah. doing at first, actually, uh, before I got any um, uh, incantations, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For imbuing, but yeah, is there it really is, is definitely it, less damage. Yeah, it's it is somewhat less, but I don't know. It's like. Not not a ton at my level. Maybe it's because um, maybe it's because my stats are low in those different scaling zones, but yeah, maybe. I mean you get less scaling. I th- I'm pretty sure you get less scaling doing it that way as well. But the thing is, like, not not a ton less, because you mm-hmm. get a different stat that will scale too. Um, right. So yeah, no. I mean, I, right. if you're you're all in one stat, then. You basically obliterate your scaling. Right. <clears throat> but, like, scaling in this game, you know, late game is so much later. It's so much later. That, like... Yeah. It, it has become important at the phase where I'm at. Yeah. Where like, actually, I'm getting more damage from the scaling than from the base damage right. of the weapon mm-hmm. now. Mm. But that's, like, not been true for so long. I mean, so many hours. I think how many hours I put in, like, you know? And so Yeah, I think that's, like, maybe level 100 120 ish that starts to being true and only if you go for like the really high scaling weapons right totally Mm -hmm. um and you like scale them right there but then also you gotta understand you're adding on top of this like an effect sometimes like cold or poison and so like if you have a weapon that for example like has bleed on it already and then you do one of these like basically innate buffs with it by via an ash of war that allows it and then you go for like frost buildups you've got bleed and frost Mm -hmm. those things are just procking all over the place if the thing can be procked on that and that's devastating like if you use that correctly versus certain enemies like that that can be very 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 useful let's put it that way very 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 useful um like i was like i was eyeing a dagger where i was like ooh bleed and frost on you would be pretty cool um well keep in mind that's only possible if the weapon innately has bleed right exactly but that's why you got to go for those weapons with bleed i'm telling you i mm-hmm. i think the dagger you're thinking like uh, i guess reduvia or something that There's one it's not possible on the one that is it's, possible it, on is the the, uh, the wakizashi yeah that thing yeah the thing that I picked up and I was like, sick, a katana. Fuck, it's a dagger. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> god damn it, man. Um, yeah, that thing. 
it's just fast. It's just fast and it causes bleed. And so yeah, like but like these sort of stacking effects like frost is is clearly like good. You know what I mean? Poison's mm-hmm. like gotta probably be good. Bleed is definitely yeah. good. I think frost was like part of the speedrun strats, right? People were like proccing the frost and then using a fire arrow to purge it and then so they could reproc it. Um, That's cool. That's wild. Yeah. Frost seems to be I was wondering strong. Yeah, Frost is what I like that's the Ash of War that I got first, and I feel like it does the most damage. But I, I wasn't sure about the procking and like reprocking. Mm-hmm. So I think that the makes first proc sense. works like bleed in that it like does a bunch of damage when it procs, but then it yeah. also slows <clears> them <throat> and increases their damage taken. But then you can't proc it again, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you can. Like off. Uh, you can. It just takes a while. I see. I see. For it to wear off. I see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you can't proc it again until it wears off. Yeah. No, but here's the real thing that we all care about, you guys. Okay. Which is why I have chosen not to go this route, which is that all of these points you guys have made are very good, and I'm thinking about all of them, and I regret all of them being true. But to me, I want my weapon to fucking glow, and I don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> it is, like, really a big part of our decision-making. Of yeah. Like, what are we feeling like today? Are we feeling, like, holy vibes? Mm-hmm. Or, like, do we think the lightning looks cooler right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both look fucking cool. Um, well, I mean, the reason I went with the buffs though. rather than the Ashes of War was just so that I didn't have to backtrack to a campfire whenever I found a scenario uh, that needed a buff. Like, if I come across a bunch of undead, I don't want to have to... I mean, A, actually, Sacred Order is way better than a Holy Affinity uh, because it also permanently kills them. Mm-hmm. The, the undead. Oh... Um, I don't even have that s- spell. That's Where the fuck incantation? You, get that spell? you buy it from D. Um, in the right. in the knights round table. Yeah, I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like he's right across from the fucking faith guy, and you talk to the faith guy if you have a faith build, like a bunch of times, mm-hmm. like more times than right. maybe you need to, right? Until but then this guy the right across from him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, don't talk to him that much. I don't know. Yeah. I stopped talking to the faith guy as soon as I got to the turtle pope. The Wait, turtle pope? I feel like that got better. I do. Well. Yeah. The turtle He's pope is great. Actually, the best character in the game. I see. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do like some kind of ranking <clears throat> system once we've all. Might yeah. be a tortoise, actually. Yeah, I played this game. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. we play this game yesterday? Wasn't this called a? Well, a no, actually, story? he's a he's a dog. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've been reading the messages in Elden Ring, but those he's are dogs. A dog. Yeah. yeah, dog ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest regrets of my current like Elden Ring solution is that I cannot read the messages anymore. I see. You're forced into like a nice, serene, peaceful mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like McCoy's been doing some PvP occasionally while I'm like at work, and then I'll come home and we'll go to play Elden Ring. And I'm like, you have to turn this shit off. Like, oh, there's yeah, just so many. It's just there's so many dead people. Everyone thinks they're fucking clever too. They're not. They're not. They bother me. Mm-hmm. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some yeah okay. But some of them are. Of them but are like not. I trust Raphael and James to find those people and then like post it to the Discord and I don't want to ever deal with it. <laughs> you know what it is, dude? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like what if we put YouTube comments just like all over my video games? <laughs> it's like, I don't fucking want it. I don't fucking yeah. want it. 
Um, but sometimes they're clever. I don't know. To me, it's like it also just kind of spoils a lot of like the gotcha moments in the game. And sure, a lot of gotcha moments are like infuriating. Like you go to like the edge <laughs> mm-hmm. of a cliff and you it suddenly crumbles underneath you. But to me, I just find that like spoilery. Like, yeah. I yeah. think the first thing for me, like I first started the game with it on and I like was walking throughout an area and there was an area that I was thinking I could get to, but I saw 25 blood stains all around there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I can yeah, do this. this feels like I and know. so I ignored it. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it, it ruins a lot of my own curiosity when things are just told to me or like exemplified or like even worse. And this actually happened in Dark Souls 1 as well with the ghost system, but like, there was a moment I'm at this bonfire and I just see this guy climb what is going to be a ladder that I'm going to kick down later in the game. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I hadn't kicked it down yet. I didn't even realize there was a pathway up there. But all I see is this ghost just levitating in the air, just climbing up mm-hmm. some ladder. And I'm just like, oh, that's a ladder. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep that mental note. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of ruins that for me. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I feel like, too, there's going to be... We still have not found a mimic chest. They've got to be there. We did go through a section that had, like, a million chests, and some of them looked different, and we were, like, very suspicious. (laughs) But it's that same kind of thing of, like, if you were to find a mimic chest and you have the online system on, I feel like there's going to be... It's going to be surrounded by little dead people puddles. Yeah, or messages. Or messages. Both. But, like, in our case, well, it's just, we never know. I've had some of the, the opposite, though, actually. So, like, uh, on the one hand, I think, like, I wouldn't be bothered by discovering the ladder by seeing a ghost go up. That would be, like, a cool moment to me. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. what? There's a ladder there? Mm-hmm. Um, But also, I've had some moments where it's like, wait, there's a bunch of blood stains here, but why? Like, this looks like a safe place. And I've like done some investigating and I've eventually figured out like why all the blood scenes are there. But it's like, I would have just completely missed that thing if they hadn't been there. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I saw a cliff both ways. I saw a cliff with like 25 blood stains next to it. And the only thing that I could find to like justify why they were all there was a, a sign that said, try jumping. <laughs> there was nothing to jump. I, I'm convinced that every single person there was like, this would be funny if I just added to this pile of bloodstains. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I definitely like, there was like a, there was like a bonfire somewhere that had some bloodstains around because like I was in that PvP, mm-hmm. you know, like mode basically. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check what these are about. And it's literally every single person just going about their normal ass day and then just decide, like they're just walking down, the, it's like a bridge. They're like walk down the bridge and then literally just out of nowhere, they just hard pivot and jump off the edge and die. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot explain to you why they do that. And I swear, it's not like they were sitting there like really contemplating like, okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going. I'm gonna try to hit that piece over there. The geometry, I'm gonna try to land. It was just like, they're just riding on their horse like straight down and then just, eh, fuck it. <laughs> they just pivot off. What if it's like the speed runners? Like those are the ghosts of all the speed runners where there's probably some glitch down there mm-hmm. that like will give them a wrong warp or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what you're yeah. watching is the corpses of thousands of speed runners just dying. If you could give me... <laughs> bloodstains of only speedrunners dying that would be joyous yeah i'd like that it would probably glitch out the game because you'd be like whoa how that goes get from there to there maybe all there's of a sudden. like the fuck maybe there's like actually a password that you can use for that for just speedrunners or for them i think to... speedrunners mainly just play offline because it's more optimal oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely but... right yeah, it's probably true. disappointing yeah i think it's important actually because when you quit out 
of the game, which they do often. I'm not sure if they do it for this game, but I bet you they fucking do. They definitely do. <laughs> which, like, to me is, like, so fucking lame, but whatever. Um, but, like... I think in a game like Elden Ring, it makes sense. But yeah, Of qu- anyway, quitting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, people would quit to skip, like, door opening animations and shit back in the other ones, and I'm just like, dude... Oh, they still do that for this one. It's just yeah. it's just so lame. It's like... Yeah, I want to watch the door open. It's like... It's cool. Yeah, I, I get it. Every time a door opens in this game, I go, Dark Souls. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls. Yeah, no, I, I like I get it. It's just it's just uh, I just make I just feel like make better rules somehow. That that because it's like it 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 fucks with the viewer's experience to me, which I think is like a really another beautiful part of the speedrunning is like the flow, the flow of it, and they're just like quitting out all over the place. But yeah, so you have to log in when you quit out if you're in online mode. Oh, so I'm sure that uh-huh. takes longer. So then therefore right. it doesn't work. That would be my guess. Without but having seen it. When you quit out and go back in, are you reset back to a You're reset back to a, a point of grace. So then is that really faster? You're not. You're not. Yeah. Oh, not in you're this not. Game. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. That's right. I just always go back to a point of grace because Yeah, it feels um, like kinda wrong. And yeah, risky. me too. Me too. Or I but we yeah, or we did just, your night. I just stop when I die. <laughs> Usually. Mm-hmm. I've actually I have broken a boss because of that. Oh. Like I was I was fighting a boss and then I had to I had to like immediately quit out and I was like, "Okay, well maybe when I log back in it's going to put me at like the boss entrance or something." Instead, when I loaded back in, it loaded me into the boss arena and the boss is just standing. Yeah. It thankfully thankfully it was like a, a mausoleum type boss, so it's like it wasn't like a big boss. Mm-hmm. It's not Radon. Nice, yeah, it's not like but, you broke Godric yeah, it, like that. It, it, it wasn't Radon. It wasn't Godric. But, like, still, it was a little, like, I felt very wrong when I, like, loaded in. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. And, like, there's no way that you can reset it. Like, I mean, I guess I could have gone and, like, died on some gargoyles outside, I guess, to see if, like, it would reset. Mm-hmm. But I just decided to kill it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What what kind would you do? Just like a bunch of light attacks, some charged powers, or like <laughs> Yeah, I just kind I just kind of would move around. I I was using the katana, so you know it would just be like hit 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 bleed. Yeah. Hit hit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like this poor creature. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that bleed damage looks pretty cool. Yeah. That big yellow that big yellow bar is uh, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's so so like on the topic of like changing balancing like Radon, like it is interesting to watch it happen like like live like this Mm -hmm. but you gotta understand like because that's like i don't maybe so they they did an entire rebalance of dark souls 2 but they even like sold it as a different game that was like scholars the first sin but like for the most part i don't i don't think like maybe i'm just late to all these games and they already did all their balancing or whatever but yeah like it's a new concept but you gotta understand like before it comes out they're balancing everything in the game all the time constantly and so I feel like you just get the sense with Elden Ring, like, they, they first of all, they already delayed it a lot to be like, hey, we need more time to balance. And I feel like they got really fucking far, but there's definitely still stuff that that they want to, like, improve, like, bugs and stuff or whatever. It's, it, it's super weird to see a boss, though, like, a main primary boss mm-hmm. changed balance-wise. But I feel like from their perspective, they're like, yeah, well, you know, we're still, we're still tuning this. To me, it's kind of weird, though, because, like, 
I, I have been meaning to go back to Radon, but I've actually been super off-put by the fact that apparently he's easy now. Because, like, I, I was like, fuck, I, I had the opportunity to beat this guy while he was still worth something in the community's eyes, but I, I chose to farm a little bit more and go elsewhere and, like, fight dragons and shit, and now I can never get my respect. So, fuck. But it's okay. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that he's just easy now. Let's find out after this. Okay. Well, okay. Sounds great. I mean, so I, I beat him before the patch, and I actually, like, it wasn't a very rewarding boss fight for me. I felt like I, I beat my head against it for a long time and then decided, like, I would play it the way it felt like it was intended to be played, which was, like, mostly on horseback and summoning the the guys to help you. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just feeling, like, really random. Like, either he does a ridiculous spin attack that I didn't see coming and one-shots me, uh, or actually several other one-shot opportunities later, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, like, things just happen to work out and I do enough damage to kill him slash the summons distract him enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that... I, I think that they reduced the number of one-shots... Did he? Well, actually, maybe not. I don't know. I I have forty. I had forty vigor when I fought him. I think, but um, it felt like the first time I fought him, it was like, oh, this is like ridiculously easy, and then he one shot me, um, with uh, something you know, kind of cool, and then um, and then the second time. It was like actually a little bit harder, uh, but I knew to avoid that attack. So yeah, fair. I beat him. <clears throat> there definitely are. So like we, I feel like I've never in my life had literally like this much Dark Souls gameplay, just like back to back to back to back to back to back to back for so many weeks. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. I remember like beating some of these old games like in a couple. Yeah, of the weekends. other games would have been over. Yeah, they would have been over. Um, and it's specifically like bosses though like the boss fighting mm-hmm. is so much more frequent even though there's sometimes there are minor bosses and stuff but just like the boss fighting is so much more frequent they clearly like made that and i do feel like it it's a very different experience i love boss fighting personally mm-hmm. um like i will say though like you can definitely see there are certain bosses that it feels like like dragons are a good example <laughs> but maybe it's just because i fight them on foot where it's like I can literally deal with every single thing they do, except if I'm at approximately like an equal or under level than when they intend for you to fight this. And even like even with all my magic resistance stuff, there's this like one fire attack that like can double hit and often double hits. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, if you don't do that move, I win. I don't even care what level you are. I will fight a mm-hmm. dragon like 14 times that's not true but you know like an insanely high like i'll just go into dragonsboro like before way before and just fight these people it's not a problem but then it's like unless they do this one attack that double hits me and then i'm just fucked no matter what Mm -hmm. and then and then you're of course sort of sitting there going like okay i could run this a bunch of time for rng's sake but like that's not the way i like to beat things and so i feel like that i'm like okay fine i'll get higher level and hopefully it won't one shot me here you Um, will have to fight dragons on foot at some point good i fought all my dragons on foot i've beaten a bunch of so i actually it actually makes me more thankful that i fought them on horseback because it's just like a it's very different the the way that the battle plays out and i thought it was like interesting to see both sides of that and how they managed to balance for both 
Yeah. That's cool. Hmm. It is cool. I like the dragon fights a lot. I've heard some people complain about them. I like them just because, like, they are clearly the most, like, carbon copy-pasted of all the enemies. Like, it feels, like, super carbon copy-pasted. Right, because they have the same movesets, generally. But I love that, um, personally, because it's, like, I feel like I've trained against dragons, and I know how to beat them. Do you know what I mean? And so when mm -hmm. a dragon comes in, it's it's, like... Numbers are important, and obviously if they're super strong, they'll destroy me. And if I'm super strong, I'll just destroy them. But, like, actually there's a lot of room there where they can be significantly higher level than, than me. Um, and I can beat them because I know the moveset, and I just, like, truly, truly that's love like, that. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, a, that's like part of the mastery of Dark Souls. The people who really like that, like, Dark Souls boss combat get off on, essentially, is, like, learning some things in moveset and being able to kill them even though you do 8 damage a hit. You know, it's a really good example of that that they give to everyone is the Erdtree Protector evil things. Erdtree the avatars? Yeah. So those are very, very, very similar. They have slight variations, but their moveset is like, I would say very basic, typically. Mm -hmm. um, all the ones yeah. I've fought so far have been very basic. And it is like training you, like you're going to fight this boss a bunch of times. They're going to be slightly different, but you're going to learn how to fight the avatars. And you're going to have to like know how to do that. And I love that. Because, like, we just fought, we fought an avatar the other day that gave us, like, 80k souls, which was, like, it was, like, four levels at the time. Yeah, it was insane. It was, it like, was what like the, the fuck? We just got levels. four levels from this thing? It was, like, maybe the most levels we've ever gotten in the whole game that since we've been playing at yeah. once. It was just, like, oh, we weren't supposed to kill that guy, clearly. Yeah, and it was just, like... It was up, on the, up on the plateau? Not on the plateau. It was, like, a... Oh, was it, like, a corrupted avatar? No, it was no, not. Although we did there. fight that guy, I think last night, like yeah. yesterday, I think we killed that guy. There's there's two corrupted ones. I see. Um, there's one on the low ground and one on the high ground. We were at, we fought the low ground one yesterday. Okay. Okay. Is it about Wormface? No. No. Okay. Oh. Okay. There's there's two minor Erd trees in Kalid. One's in, in Dragon Barrow and the others in in Kalid. I thought you meant the plateau. Yeah. Oh, in the plateau? No, 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 no. The the corrupted ones are in Kaled. Okay, then maybe oh, yes. Oh, maybe it was one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then maybe yes then. Yeah, I it think the Dragon Barrow one probably gives you around 80k. Yeah, it was that, a Dragon that Barrow was the one, one. We did, It, it yeah. does because I also fought it yesterday. Um, nice. I think it only gave me two level ups though. Yeah. But still, like, two levels up from, from an Erdtree avatar is, it's like, insane, lunatic dude. shit. It's insane. And Elena, we were, we were fighting it, and... I was like, oh my god, this thing's numbers are strong. And mm -hmm. it's just something as a gamer you tell right away. And you were and you were like watching and you were like, Oh yeah, probably. And then like but but the thing is like I'm not I'm mostly not getting hit pretty much at all. Because I know how to draw like mm -hmm. dodge all of its moves. And then I get hit by one move and I at that time it one shots me. Literally one shots me. It's not even like the craziest move it have. And I'm like, you see? And you're like, Holy fuck those numbers. Cause like th that happens in this game. If you're in some place you shouldn't be really. Which I'd love to yeah. be. Um but I was like, so normally that would suggest to everyone, like, stop. But to me, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to get hit this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's doable. <laughs> that's why I fought that thing that took me for fucking ever, but, but that's just the way. That's just the way. Because, like, I, yeah. I, I love, and I love that personally. Like, they tried, I think, in this game to really, 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 like, continue to create challenge for me. People like me, not for me exactly, but people like me and potentially a lot of us here. But the thing is that they do it by, like, stuff that i really want to go back and like play dark souls 3 again because i because like all the delay attacks in this game you know where they're like uh 
uh, uh, and you're like rolling like fuck the whole time. Yeah. Right. Like all that's like very, very central to this game's design is all these delay attacks, these faint attacks. And it's, it's because the player base has gotten the advanced ones at least have gotten so much better. They have they kind of, they feel like they have to put that in there, but and, and that's that's cool, and I, I do my best to fight those creatures as well. But I, I do think there's an elegance to something like Third Tree Avatars, where it's like, they're simple. And they might have like a little feint in there, but it's not much. It's mostly straightforward, and it's just like, hey, just play this clean. It's not the most insane boss fight of your life, but just play it clean. And I appreciate that a lot. And so I kind of want to like go back to Dark Souls 3 and be like, do you guys faint at all? Because I think I don't like it when enemies faint. <laughs> Maybe it's just because it gets me all the time. But like, fuck, it, it really challenges me to be like the, the whole prediction versus reaction concept. Like, am I seeing the attack actually come out and trying to press the button as fast as my eyes can tell me that? Or am I anticipating, you know what I mean? Like predicting mm -hmm. the attack and then just rolling right away. And so the, the feints are all to, to make sure that you are actually like using your eye to recognize it. But then when you go into that slower stance of like, I'm using your, my eye to recognize it, similar to the Miyagi method actually for Valorant, right? If you're, if you're slowing yourself down to really be sure that you're actually doing it in your conscious mind, then when someone just does a fast spear attack that has almost no telegraph, you just get fucked. <laughs> like you just get smashed. And so it's like this balance between those two styles, at least for me. And it may not be that much of a balance for other people with like way better reaction times than me, but at least for me, like it's like I'm either predicting or I'm reacting and I'm getting hit by some form of something depending on which stance I'm in, like mentally. And so I just appreciate not having to <laughs> switch those stances, <laughs> I guess. Cause it's hard, it's hard. When they, when, they, when they faint, like attacks, I roll a lot of time, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Does this conclude yeah. the Elden Ring corner? It just might. Uh, one little thing. Uh, sure. Have you been to the underground tomb in the desert where you fight Radon? The underground tomb in the desert? I don't know. We haven't been to Radon. It's I the catacombs. Yeah, because I got two level ups just like existing in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> Is I'm this gonna... after you beat Radon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm cool. gonna write it. I'm gonna write yeah. it down. Quite pass me my notebook. Uh, sick. <clears throat> I'm gonna put it in our list. Your Dark Souls notebook. My Dark Souls notebook. Yeah, bro. Sick. It's, Here you go. It's more general purpose. And what if we really did have a, a notebook that was exclusively for Dark Souls? Like an entire notebook. Yeah. Like you weren't allowed to write anything else in there about any other games. Mm -hmm. Only Dark Souls games. Mm -hmm. There's like redacted text that was like a shopping list that you wrote on there on accident or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tear it out <laughs> no that's that's very I cool also, i was also gonna add that i've uh switched up my weapons again <laughs> okay uh so now i'm using the giant crusher which is oh. the massive massive hammer yeah, yeah yeah we just found that somewhat <laughs> recently it is really big is that the 60 strength yeah. one yeah yeah jesus christ i, I have Do you to have... it okay i have a question about actually one more thing which is um i beat the 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 well a while ago the the um the second cutscene boss um and like one of the options that you can get from her like super soul is a katana that requires 70 intelligence do uh. you just have to naturally have 70 intelligence like you just have to put 
that many levels into int to use that? Yes. Well, I mean, Fuck. you can also buff your intelligence through various means, but mostly. But it's not going to be like levels in. Double it. <laughs> no, like, that's like insane. I, I think we know like some ways to get like five intelligence, sort of roughly, but not more than that. Hmm. I'm right. sure there are so ways. You can I mean, probably get from like fifty-five up to seventy using like armor and equipment, probably, but like. That's insane, dude. That is insane. I think you're thinking of the, the spell, Renala's Full Moon, though. Uh, That's what requires 70 intelligence. You might be right. Uh, might be the right. other thing you get from her remembrance is like a scepter, which requires 60 intelligence. Oh, <laughs> only 60. Uh huh, oh, James. Bad. How could yeah. you, bro? What the fuck, dude? Also, wait, I guys. It was very high. Where do I. Where do I figure out what the fuck I. Like, just, just do me a fucking level one tutorial on how boss weapons work how do i get them like you I talk no to idea. the finger reader next to the two fingers in the round table hold oh that's right and then what else do those things do what am i giving up just like a bunch of souls Two hundred thousand souls yeah oh I think, shit no i think it's twenty thousand. Oh, okay runes. it's only twenty thousand <laughs> so yeah you, you you can eat it for twenty thousand runes which i would say is definitely not worth it Maybe worth it if you're speedrunning or something. I don't know. Yeah, or if you really don't give um, a fuck about that shit. Well, but I mean, like, 20,000 is not a lot. Well, not to you anymore, bro. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to get into that world, too, myself. You know, I'm starting to be a little bit... Um, like, I, I take a here. stroll and get 20,000 runes, and I'm like, damn it, what am I going to spend these runes on? To be fair, I think you can even do that with the level-up area in the Bestial Sanctum, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But um, okay. Raphael, yeah. I've been trying, sorry, this is like, I'm interrupting you literally trying to explain a system to me because I'm just an asshole like that. Um, by the way, when I listen mm -hmm. to myself on the podcast, I, I didn't interrupt as much, so I don't know. <laughs> Got nice. in the wrong direction, I think. Maybe on the old one. The old one. Not on the new one. No, on the a new one, it's a travesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I've been, is comfortable, McCoy. Yeah, exactly. I'm leaning back in my chair, Yeah, you guys. settled in. Yeah, yeah. Um, just interrupting the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So McCoy was asking a question? Yeah. And I was interrupting him. I like that. Me it too. feels it feels deserved. But no, no, I've been I've been trying to find weapons that are unique to use my somber smithing stones on. After Raphael mm -hmm. gave that tip, so I've just been like, I've been just you know looking over some moves, some move sets, trying to figure it out, trying to have some sort of healthy diversity between normal smithing stones and somber smithing stones. Um, I haven't totally fully found it yet or anything like that. Um, but I just, I've just been keeping that in mind. So thanks for that tip. Cause I'm looking out there cause I've now figured out where I'm at right now, how to like essentially get as many smithing stones, which by the way, just is a great reminder to everyone, like just level up your fucking weapons. I know it's like, cause you're sitting there and you're like, but is this my favorite weapon? I don't know. But the thing is the damage increase you get from them is it's a lot. It's a mm -hmm. lot. Um, so I've been slacking on upgrading my weapons and so. I've just been like thinking about like how to like like how many weapons do I want to have like up at a high level like because I've kind of been going the general idea of like my build isn't really exactly optimal but it's just optimal for me because I get to play with the weapons I want I get to do the buffs I want I, my weapons get the glow <laughs> which is sick um, but I st we still haven't somber smithing stones we were thinking about doing a seal upgrading a seal because there's some weightless seals which is important mm -hmm. if you're trying to get the sick nasty light rolls like I like like why do you have this 1.5 two fingers thing 
when you can get something else that basically is exactly the same thing, if not slightly better and weightless. So just keep that all in mind, just random tips. But okay. Are we there? I think we're there. I I guess. I mean, I, I did actually have more to say on the, the weapon, but... Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so I, I made the switch to the Giant Crusher because, I mean, originally I went with the Great Sword because I wanted the reach, and I was like, it would be cool to have a sword that I could jump attack and, like, hit people really far away, even though I jumped from even further away. Yeah. Um, and McCoy is crying in his soul right now. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, But... It turned out that the reach actually wasn't that helpful. Uh, and so instead I was like, what if I could stagger things mm-hmm. even more? And so that's where the giant crusher came in because it has even more uh, poise, stam- stamina damage to enemies. Stagger's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I like stagger Erd tree avatars, stagger clean rot knights, stagger lots of people. Yeah, staggering is insane. It's so it's kind of like you short circuit the whole like combat situation, where they start a string and you're like, I don't no. even care what happens. Yeah, exactly. You just say no. <laughs> exactly. And so to well, me, it's, it's also yeah. funny like when they raise a shield because it just like immediately breaks their shield stance. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's so funny because like I'm trying to like home rule all these things like during my journey of like what's acceptable. You know what I mean? And having that level of stagger like to me is like it's it's too it's too powerful it's too strong it's so strong so like i'm but i'm not saying that like that needs to be anyone else's tennis but just to me personally i'm like holy shit like the because the stagger in this game is a real force to be reckoned with like they that's what that's what they try to teach you early is like you can just even with a straight sword which has like almost no stagger compared to these other weapons you can still knock down giant beasts but of course if you have ones with stagger then you're just fucking knocking people down Mm mm-hmm um, and then dogs kill you because they're fast and rats kill you because <laughs> they're fast too. <laughs> yeah. Because then you just get the whole dogs, thing where like people try to me. like, ar- they try to light attack a rat and they're like, ah, oh, it hit me. What the fuck? Ah, oh, it hit me again. What the fuck? And I'm just sitting there like, listen, I know for every other enemy in the entire game, you just literally look at Chad and kill this boss at the same time because you have so much stats and you have such a big weapon. But for this rat that's hitting you, I am hitting you. <laughs> like, my spiritual animal is mm-hmm, stopping mm-hmm. you and your unclean ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. There are actually some bugged dogs at some point that can uh, multi-bleed you in one attack. <laughs> you will die instantly. Sick. It doesn't matter how much health you have. Sick. <laughs> I think bleed we look forward to that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some nightmare shit. Yeah, dogs are scary, but you know, it's cool, man. I'm really, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. Beautiful air, new area. I also explore. think I accidentally uh, selected or locked myself into the bad ending. Hmm. Oh no! There's multiple well, one endings. of the bad endings. No spoilers. I don't know what I know what it is, but someday you're gonna need to my, tell me my about maiden it. has abandoned me. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I am unfit. You are. You are now. You're maidenless ah. again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's because he's using that one-handed it's strength weapon. Move right there. <laughs> mm, that's how you get the bad ending by one-handed. No, no, I got, I got the crazy eyes, and she said I was unfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my. <laughs> I was about to say my maiden says I'm unfit, but. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. <laughs> mm. 
I will say the other thing that's really kind of crazy about that game is that I have seen people that are even like outside the Souls like sphere putting in mad. Uh, people are hours. logging hours in that thing. Gabe's got like sixty plus. Gabe and Brian both have sixty plus. Sixty plus hours for yeah. this sort of game. It's a good game. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a good game. With that, a cool 52 minutes into recording, I think Elden Ring, quote, corner is is over for the week. All right, so do you want to rate a bird story or whatnot? <laughs> <laughs> so we can get back to Elden Ring? Exactly. Let's go. I got a boss to fight, gentlemen. Like, if anything, I feel like that teacher that's just like, all right, class, like, open up your textbooks. And everyone's like, oh, man. And then that's mm-hmm. that's all she wrote that's all she wrote well if you feel that badly then maybe it's a sign you're not hoping, all right so what right? what are we thinking about what are we thinking about a bird story but also to the moon mm-hmm. yeah let's let's talk about i don't do you want to do zoe could you give us like a mild lore like a light lore lesson <laughs> to the moon came out first right no, oh, so Bird Story okay. was actually the first game that they ever um, that was ever produced, I guess, by Khan Gao, who he works with a team of people, but he's really like the main uh, architect with this entire franchise. Like he is the head of the studio. Um, he does a lot of the music direction as well as like the producing and the story and the writing. Um, and then I think he also does a little bit of the pixel art on top of that. So, like, he is kind of the head honcho. Um, but Bird Story was, like, his first, I guess, uh, attempt at making a video game. Like, a story-written video game and combining it with music. Um, and then, um, if you guys actually played through Bird Story Notice at the end, like, he eventually made it tie in with what will be the second game we play in this which is finding paradise Mm -hmm. um so but but i guess the main point is bird story was written first as like his like his first attempt at it um and then after i'm not sure how successful a bird story is it's very short it's like 45 minutes to an hour it's a game that has no dialogue to it in fact i don't even think there's any text really um there might be some some text like like symbols like things but yeah Yeah, i think you're right there's no text yeah you know there's stuff like yeah like animal footprint and then hospital sign and it's like that you know what i mean right like none of the characters actually talk in the game whether that talking is voice-based or text-based yeah um it's all basically done through music. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I've never played Bird Story before. I just know it was kind of like not a lot of people play it just because of how short it is. But it's like a kind of like, in my opinion, it's like a very cute, like, very short experience that I think expresses itself very well for as simplistic of a story as it is, which is just basically it's about a boy who finds a bird, nurses it back to health, and it's like their journey together. So it's about, you know, learning to love something and then also learning like when to let it go. So it's like love and loss letting go at the same point. And um, loneliness. <clears throat> yeah. And loneliness for that matter. And a bunch of vignettes of like what it is to be a kid. Like school and like 
you know coming home and like your like no mom, one wants to play with you on the playground no one wants to play with you on the playground which then like the birds solve spoilers um it, it seemed like that was a little bit to me over overplayed because he definitely like people were like cool with it's not like you were getting bullied i mean there was the one guy at the very beginning that that like throws a paper plane and then blames you mm-hmm. and you get kicked out of the class <laughs> yep and then, like, right, right after that, no one will play with you in the playground. But then, like, the next day you go and, like, people are, like, down, I felt like. Um, it's because of the bird they were down. They're like, oh, shit, you have a bird pet? <laughs> Hell yeah. But, like, I, I, I feel birds, like bro. before you had the bird, people were, like, like waving at you and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, what what really mattered is, like, you wake up in the morning there's no parent in your apartment. You get home, there's no parents in your apartment. And then you like fall asleep studying and the only parental contact that you get is like they put a blanket over your shoulders sleeping at your desk. Yeah, or like they and leave like, you notes, notes on the fridge when and you And a note home. on the fridge. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's very latchkey kids. And style. it's like that's it. And like that's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it definitely feel felt to me like the kid was was uh sorry reaching out for for connection. You're absolutely right, James. Sorry, you just get, like I was just I was just thinking like what are the parents doing? And I'm like and I'm like, you know, they kinda feel like oh it's the past couple weeks playing Elder Ring. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just in another the apartment somewhere playing, playing Elder Ring. Ring. Oh no. God, I also, guys, I like, I swear, like, my, like, conscious, like, artistic, you know, artistic game enjoyer brain, Mm -hmm. like, was, it did turn on for this game, and I I did get there, but it started, like, it was a process of, like, playing another game again, because I was sitting there, and they got on the giant, uh, like, paper airplane that they fly on, and the first thing that I thought of was just, like, where are we dropping? (laughs) Yeah, he literally said that. You get on it, he's like, where are we dropping, boys? School? And I was just like... (laughs) We're going in hot. And then I'm just like, because because what happened was like, we're literally playing this game and it's just like beautiful music and we like put the volume at the perfect level and it's like starting to soak up. And then it just says like, Gabe is playing Elden Ring. And it was like, Tyler's playing Elden Ring. And yeah, I was just it like, was funny as we played, like, most people that we knew eventually popped up with a little Steam notification, notification being like, you know, blank is playing Elden Ring. We're like, yeah, that mm, feels right. That's where they're dropping. Yeah, they're dropping an Elden Ring. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's, a, it's it, this reminded me of like oh yes, I remember to the moon now more. Like I remember this game more. I remember these like type of people more. And I remember like it's it's just very um simple, but like it's very much like an art artistic journey, really. Like a you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's not as much a game exactly. And I feel like I, I can hear especially because I listened to the previous episode. I can hear Adam, you know, his spiritual voice. Of being like, did this need to be a game? And I, I personally like experiences like this in a game myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I just enjoy controlling it um, and just kind of like moving it forward and stuff like that. Um, and I think I just like like that that style. But it is interesting because a lot of this game they do take the control away from you. And I found myself like, like constantly like pressing movement buttons, just being like, am I moving now? Should I be moving now? Yeah. Yeah, especially if you play, like, To the Moon definitely has a lot more inputs and movement to it than Bird Story ever did. A lot of Bird Story is actually, like, a lot of inaction, where you're just simply watching something that's happening before mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then eventually it will tell you to like use the mouse to move around or whatnot um and there's like there's a lot of like really like cheeky like ways i think that kangao like tried to gamify the story like you take a muffin out of the fridge and suddenly you have like three hit points in the top mm -hmm. left yeah. corner all of a sudden um and there i think there's like a couple like slight mini games you know when you're flying around on the airplane to all the islands just to like ask the bird like is this your nest like is this your nest like mm -hmm. they kind of have this like checklist in the corner like five islands to go four islands to go um but yeah like i i feel like they're like all of those were like definitely more like cheeky as opposed to like it trying to be a game if that makes sense yeah like i definitely agree yeah yeah, and it was very like I I remember that strongly from To the Moon too, and it, it kind of felt yeah. like that's part of the. I mean, the, a bird story was a lot less emotionally devastating than To the Moon, um, but it's still like a poignant kind of sad. It, it's a, not a happy story necessarily. It's sort of a sad story, and I feel like a lot of those um, kind of like the toying with the game mechanics is kind of like a little bit of the levity in the within the the, the story. It's like a little bit of the comedic relief for the. Just giving you a minute to be like, oh, yeah, this is funny and silly. And, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a video game. And, yeah. Right. Did you guys see the, like, Steam page for Bird Story? Where it was, no. like, it was, like, talking about how, like, it's, like, divisive to fans of the other games or something like that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? What the fuck was that? Really? Yeah. Quick, can you pull it up? Well, because so we were looking at because we we're, we're trying to remember if we could play it on our um, laptop. Because that's how we played To the Moon. Which, first of all, it's got, like, a, it, you know, I think his personality shows through because one of the specs for a PC is, like, generally runs on anything other, like, you know, better than a baked potato. Yeah, um, which I think makes sense because I, I, it, like, doesn't scale at all. And it was, like, yeah. excruciatingly bad on this giant TV. So we yeah, moved it to a laptop. Because we were in that section, yeah, we were reading sure. about it. And it, there's a note from the developer that says... Yeah, what was it exactly? Um, that bird story oh. is... A word of caution from the oh, devs. This is an experimental and somewhat polarizing project, particularly for fans of To the Moon and Finding Paradise. As a guarantee with all the games from Freebird, there's a 100% personal confidential um, re refund policy with no questions asked, even if it just isn't your cup of tea. Yeah. But I, I was really... I mean, we read that before we played the game. We're like, what we're the like, fuck what is the this fuck game? are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so it's just interesting because, like, I, to me, it feels like this game is, like, it's kind of, like, one of those. Is it uh, controversial? Because people are, like, it's bad? Like, I, th I, I, I think that's what they're saying. Um, I don't think they're saying it's, like, controversial. Yeah, I don't think because... the subject matter or anything like that is controversial. Well, so, yeah. Actually, this might be, like, where I'm wrong. Maybe because it sounds like just from that statement alone that this came after To the Moon. So um, it was released on Steam after To the Moon. Yeah, I wonder if it's a retroactive oh, okay. statement. Like, if I wonder if like To the Moon is what and Finding Paradise, the two games that kind of like made it, and then he then they released a Bird Story, and people played it expecting more To the Moon and like didn't like it. Okay, so To the Moon came out in 2011. Bird Story came out three years later in 2014. Uh, so okay. I was wrong. Okay. And then Finding um, Paradise came out after that. Right. And so I could see probably where that's polarizing that To the Moon comes out. It's a beautifully written, yeah. gorgeous game, I guess, in my opinion. But, like, it really hits a lot of highs. And then 
just think you're following this game studio and you're like okay we're gonna come out with this thing called a bird story and you're looking at the art and you're like oh my god they're using the same sprites as to the moon like i'm hearing the soundtrack and the trailer like it sounds like it's gonna be great and then you play it and it's like an hour long zero talking narrative yeah like to me i'm just like sweet like that's awesome but i guess to some people it's just more like this is a ripoff like what the hell i was expecting to know that kind of goes in my like people suck camp i i I mean i don't know (laughs) it it is too like it very much is in the vein of to the moon even though it's not a direct successor and it's not as big as to the moon like it it hits a lot of the same notes and has a lot of the same sort of feeling it's just i think a little bit less fleshed out and not as long as to the moon i don't know i wouldn't be mad about it but it's weird that we're like now figuring out the timeline of this because like to me it it actually made more sense as the first project from the studio. Like it, it really does yeah. feel like less not not well less developed, but in the sense of like you can see where they're going. Mm-hmm. Like cuz like we were already talking about like some of the comedic elements of like game making fun of games and what they are. But like to the moon like really hits that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like really it really gets there. So it to, to me like I I think this it feels like the most embryonic of their of their games like you know what i mean it's like the the least developed the most like in its i don't, I don't want to say purest stage because like kind of the wrongest but it's you know what i mean it's like in the, it's, it's crudest stage it's simpler yeah which isn't it's not necessarily a detriment I don't, I don't have any problem with that personally but yeah it's, it's, i'm looking at it it says uh, uh note this is not to the moon sequel but rather a small experimental project which i think is a nice like synopsis of it and yeah i i, I love small experimental projects so that's no problem to me but yeah it's just it's just interesting because it's definitely very different it's very different and i think like how how um how artsy you're willing to go is kind of like the difference here like do you know what i mean like you could i could see pl- someone playing to the moon and being like you know that was like kind of funny and like silly and stuff and then playing this and being like what the fuck are these people making i could see that um, not for me, but I can I can I can see it because it's just it's very different. A lot of the control is taken away from you. You're mostly just kind of like watching. I definitely felt very like I was like playing this game and I was like I'm not sure if I'm high enough for this game. Like it's so like weird and experiential. <laughs> like I wasn't sure if I was like ready. So like that to me is never a problem. But I could definitely see people being like, wait a minute, hold on. And like the the Metacritic on this is like you know mixed or whatever, and I could see that. This, I could see this being mixed, and that's like okay for like an artistic piece that that it doesn't need to reach the same audience. But yeah, if you've already established an audience, like okay, like imagine like like the people who made um, like Bastion, like Supergiant, right? And they just like they come out with some weird art artsy game like in the middle, right? People would be like, what? We're fans of you though. We're, we're expecting more of the same. So I, I get it, but. Wasn't that Transistor? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think arguably it could yeah. be. And they never did it again. They were like, our bad. Which is sad. Do you think they returned to Transistor? No. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they I mean, said I, our bad. I think they said, cool, on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> ar- arguably, Pyre is also weird and artsy in its own ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of think that's uh, just how they roll. We'll see if it's how they roll. It's how they rolled, duh, until they nearly ran out of money. And then they were like, Hades, question mark? Do people like roguelikes? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, I 
so I played for the moon for the first time. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think for the first, I don't know, maybe half of it, it dragged a bit for me. Uh, and I wasn't getting into it so much, but like once things started going wrong, I guess, uh, in the story, it, it got more interesting and fun mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it from then on a board, a bird story though, like did not land for me at all. I was pretty bored playing it. Yeah. It's, I was right. playing through it thinking Man, Raphael's got to be really bored playing this game. <laughs> Dude, I was also thinking <laughs> that. Because I was thinking, man, I'm pretty bored playing this game. Yeah. Um, I realized two things playing this game. I don't really have a particular place in my heart for most pixel art. Mm-hmm. It has to be really good for me to be in. Okay. Yeah. Um, two... Uh, the the uh, RPG maker um, engine I don't particularly care to spend a whole lot of time in um, and three like music in the minor key doesn't make something um, like deep <laughs> <laughs> it's like the I'm 14 and this is deep for you is just <laughs> Music in the minor key. It's music in the minor key, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, fair. Like, yeah, the music was good. And, yeah, I, I mean, I I think the story was nice. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I enjoyed, you know, that part of it and kind of, like, seeing the, the interplay of the, the bird and the kid and... Um, like I, I kind of felt for him but also I was like this isn't it didn't feel like it was really saying anything it didn't feel like it was um, it was trying to be more than it was which you know I respect and it's like it's a cute little thing okay you know I spent an hour on it and now I move on like that that's how it was for me and it kind of recontextualized like my issues with um to the moon um because i don't think i loved that game when we played it Mm -hmm. um but i don't really remember that episode because i didn't listen to it this morning do you want me to give Um, you a report on your opinion from that yeah go for it (laughs) Holy shit, I shouldn't have signed myself up for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, no, actually, like, like, you gave it a two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. I, you were generally favorable on it, James, but yeah. I don't think that it landed as hard for you as it did for maybe some of the other people on the podcast, but that's, I, I think that's kind of how I felt. Generally yeah. liked it. It was, I don't know, we can get into two more. Well, should we? Let's maybe finish Bird Story and then I'll say my piece on To the Moon. I think we're talking about To the Moon right oh, now. Oh, okay, we're talking about To the Moon right now? So, yeah, so my, my like, my, my, my poor memory uh, of, of my experience of To the Moon is that, like, I thought that the, the story was, was really well told. Um, I thought, I thought that the story was interesting, that it, that it had, um, an impact, um, but that, kind of the shell that it was in meant it 
didn't hit that hard compared to what other people were experiencing. Um, and I think that, the, like, this game kind of, like, drove that point home of, like, I don't think that any um, RPG maker storytelling game is going to be completely my cup of tea. Like, I don't think any of them can actually, like, achieve a gold star or anything. Um, just because I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And if I've learned anything from this podcast over the years and playing so many different games is that, James, I bet you one could get a gold star, but it would have to be just, my God, incredible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's super fair. It, it was interesting hearing, like, I was super, like, back in the day, I was super negative about the, like, the the sort of two main characters that go back and forth and, like, talk over everything because they just, like, don't give a shit. And I was, like, trying to have, like, an emotional moment with the characters um, in the actual story. Oh, Neil yeah. and Eva. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, I was just, like, fuck these people. Because um, they're also <laughs> internet cringe, too, which I, like, I really stand yeah. by how much I hate that. <laughs> Neil's, Neil's yes. internet cringe. <laughs> yes, yeah. Ava tries to uh, <laughs> reel that back, I guess. Right, exactly. So I think I hated Neil, <laughs> which is just funny to me listening because it's like I, I have it, – it's actually so weird over the course of time, like what has happened to like my experience with that game because I remember like a lot of the sad, like poignant parts of the game and I don't really remember like any of the cringe stuff that I was like just bitching about on that episode. Yeah. And it's just funny to me like how that goes down because I think of To the Moon I'm like I remember crying in that game. I remember where we played it. Played it in this room actually but there was a bed in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, just like very strange to be like then listening to the podcast and being like yeah I fucking hate these internet cringe people but the rest of it's really great and I'm just like really? Huh. <laughs> I kind of like I believe it. But yeah. Um yeah, Raphael, what it can we can we make Raphael just kind of like briefly tell us what he thought of To the Moon? Sure. Yeah, so um I mean I guess the controls for the game I found really clunky and annoying. Yeah. I mm -hmm. guess that's the RPG maker I, part of it. I, I was gonna say there's no getting around how awful it <laughs> yeah, feels to I, move around that yeah. game. <laughs> Especially like at first it like tells you to use the mouse. And then eventually I figured out, wait, like if I just mash my keyboard, eventually I'll figure out the actual keyboard controls. Um, and those were better, but it was still, like, the input. I, just, I don't know if it's, like, the input lag, yes. but, like, the way that things respond to your controls and the way that it's, like, there is a grid underneath everything, but it's not actually that clear because of the way that the pixel art is done. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, was really annoying to me. Uh, mm -hmm. But, I mean, that, I guess, you get used to. Um I also really didn't like the art style. I didn't hate it. Uh, I don't. I don't know like the right term for this, but it just it's like a kind of muddy pixel art, I guess. Hmm. Um, I would say like a, a really good example of like the contrast would be looking at like Starbound's pixel art versus Terraria's pixel art because they're like really similar games that take a a different pixel art style, um, and. At least for me, like the the Terraria style of like uh, higher contrast and sharper edges between things just works a lot better. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and this was very much in the opposite direction from that. Uh, so didn't like that. But the writing of the game was really good. Mm -hmm. um, I think multiple people had told me like this was the game that they thought was the best written ever of all games they've played wow so 
I, I sort of asked myself that like afterwards and I was like, no, <laughs> that would be pyre. Yeah. But like yeah. true. The writing is good. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's story. Good. Except they have these fucking characters talking over the whole hard time. to hold a candle to it, pyre. It's like a fucking YouTube playthrough, bro. It's like we <laughs> I know that's part <laughs> I, of it, I you guys. Like I that. feel like you... I should have better appreciation for the totality of the work, but I remember being so mad about that. <laughs> I, I I liked that. Like I was able to track the the two sides of that and like flip between them and the contrast I think uh, actually really helped. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I did think yeah, it was a bit weird that they like avoided ever naming Aspergers throughout the entire game. Yeah, I I think we talked about that mm-hmm. last time on the podcast as well. Like yeah, they, they never say it. They only say it's, like, river's condition mm-hmm. or, you know, like, a river's syndrome. Um, and, the, yeah, they never really name it. And, like, the only way you can possibly ever be able to, like, concretely know is I think, like, the doctor gives a book on Tony Abbott or something. And yep. if you look him up, he's, like, the leading psychologist in As- Asperger's. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, um, I'm pretty sure yeah. at this point. And then I looked it up and I was, like, okay, I was right. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was I remember it's a it's an interesting take on like how to discuss Yeah, but it's weird that they don't say the name because I feel like in a lot of ways it's a really lovely story that like acknowledges and right they say neurotypical like eight times during the game. Mm-hmm. Um like they use that terminology and it's like a very kind of upfront look at like yeah, she's a little, you know, she's these things are different for her like blah 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 but at the same time yeah they they refused to name it i don't know if it's because they wanted to make it more general so like it didn't have to be just asperger's it could have been like you know like more relatable to a wider variety of people or if they didn't want to like you know pigeonhole it pinhole it i feel like i missed it anyways but Mm -hmm. like keep keep it to be just one very specific thing um yeah but yeah it's a little bit odd that they it it's yeah it's a little bit odd they don't call it just say what it is yeah yeah i don't know if it's like maybe it is odd but i definitely i i I know i i definitely like know what you mean about in terms of like keeping it general like because i think because it's like these sorts of stories are technically about what happens but they're actually like to me always like more about how the events speak to you in your own life Mm -hmm. and to like the human experience if that makes sense. Well, and right. I think, like, going back, so I, I, the first thing is that I, I honestly thought I was on the To the Moon podcast because I have <laughs> incredibly strong memories of playing this game with McCoy. This is one of, like, the early podcast games that I, like, I really remember. I remember we were playing it in the room that we're sitting in right now. We were in bed. Like, we played it on his laptop. We played it the morning before you guys recorded it. Like, I remember everything about it. I remember, like, so- essentially, like, sitting in bed, like, ugly crying, being like, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, like, the time that we played this game, like, this game hit McCoy and I really, really hard. Um, and I think a lot of that is due to... It's, it's a beautiful game. It's beautifully written. It's a very poignant, like, sad story. But I think it was also very much, like, where we were in life at that time. Like, sure. we were just, like, really open to crying yeah. about something like this. Um, mm. And that's... It's, it's like, an interesting example of a game that, like, I really remember as, like, a time and a place and a moment as opposed to so much, like, the game in general. Um, although I also remember right. a lot about the game and like, uh, yeah, like this is a soundtrack that I don't play for myself at work. Cause I'm like, 
let's not let's not let's not go down that road right now mm-hmm. um it's probably a soundtrack you would have played for yourself at work before having played the game yeah it's it's well yeah it's a beautiful soundtrack i think i maybe even had heard it before but um like this is a, such an example of a game to me it's like a moment in my life that i re- i remember playing to the moon and i remember like the 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 vibes from that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right but i also i think it's interesting to hear i mean i definitely too like i think pulling up the images i do not remember that it looked like this i think that what people are saying about the pixel art style like really resonates with me now in my mind, To the Moon was like this beautiful, was this like stunningly beautiful game. And when people started talking about pixel art, I was like mouthing to McCoy, like pull up, pull up a picture. Um, and yeah, this art style is like not my favorite. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's pixel art. It's okay. Um, well, I just think because at this point we have played pixel art games that have now, like, we understand, sure. like, the depth of detail. Like, one thing, I, like, think about The Messenger, for example, and, like, even in its, um, like, 16-bit version of the game, I, I guess that's a spoiler for Messenger, but whatever. How dare you, <laughs> like, Raiden? <laughs> I guess even, even in its simplest form... Uh, with a limited color palette, like the level of depth and detail that the messenger could get through is very, like, very impressive. Um, and so, therefore, like getting into other pixel art games that um, don't necessarily have that depth. I mean, I think for the most part, like a lot of like the assets within To the Moon are like things that you can download off the internet, uh, if if not created by you know the the director and maybe a couple artists themselves like they're all very simplistic it'll be interesting i think to see if that pixel art improves as we play mm-hmm. um the rest of their games especially imposter factory since that is their like 2020 2021 pixel art um era yeah at see this if point. it evolves yeah i, I bet yeah. it would like with the popularity of this these games like i feel like that's how mm-hmm. usually that means like supercharges the studio you know what i mean like i would imagine right like i think you i think you're on something yeah yeah and i because yeah this game was in 2011 and i mean i can't sp- speak for like what a lot of pixel art i guess looked like in 2011 but i just feel like there has now since been technology that can like really help artists especially pixel artists like really get into like depth and detail yeah um a lot more oh, i agree I although it's interesting Traria also 2011 i think I think that a lot of it is just a lot more people are more skilled at pixel art um, Mm -hmm. because it's like a style which has kind of resurged in popularity since then. And I mean, partly because of this game and Terraria. Um, uh, Like, and and others to come with them. Um, Like Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, yeah. yeah. Um, That like more and more people are more excellent at pixel art and then can therefore be hired uh to make excellent pixel art for these games but also like what was the scale of this project like really like yeah this is like right we've decided to the moon is their first game Mm -hmm. right yes uh it's not well it's it's not their very first game but like it's the first in this trilogy yes i see their first game was in 2006 okay because like i don't know like 
I, I, I see what you guys are saying, but at the same time, I felt like the graphics, like, did serve the story, like, mm-hmm. well enough for it to be effective and land well. And so, like, mm-hmm. and to, yeah. to get them their fan base. So, I, it's, like, it, it's what's happening, I feel like, is, like, we're taking this game, and because the story's so good, we're being, like, we're comparing this against some of the best ever. And in that, it, do, it doesn't necessarily hold up, but the fact that it's even being compared with some of the best ever shows you that there's a lot of quality in this game. And I feel like it does do really well at a lot of things that it does. And so it it gets like hoisted up in comparison's sake for everything um, as a result yeah. of that. Because yeah. like if this was just like a whatever game, it'd be like, oh, that looks kind of cool, I guess. But like, because we're like, yeah, it's done. It's been done better. It's like, I I agree. But I think like they they needed to establish, like, because I, I had literally never heard of them at all before this at all not even like close maybe you guys had um Mm-mm. yeah so i feel like this was like their step onto the stage and it propelled them like a rock shit forward i mean i think um i mean as far as indie titles go but mm-hmm. sure so it took them to the moon uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah well there wasn't as much like like of of culture talking about things like like holding and stuff and shooting to the moon and like all that fucking finance fucking shit at the time when we first did yeah, this look, podcast. If you, if you tuned into this they podcast. came out of last year. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I feel like there's it's funny because I follow Khan Gao on uh, on Twitter and like this past year cuz Imposter Factory was delayed a bunch of times due to like COVID and everything. So like watching his like freakouts over Twitter just being like, "Guys, trust me, the game's coming out soon." But like when the whole Dogecoin to the moon thing was coming out, he was like, "Hey, <laughs> we had that first. <laughs> what he needed to do was start rele- releasing NFTs. That that should have been his right. response. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freebird NFTs. To the moon style. You don't think oh, a yeah. to the moon NFT <laughs> would have insane Dude, tradable that would value? Go, that would that would go. It would go to the moon. It would go to the moon. That's right. I hate that. They I hate that could idea. Could probably make money from it. Yes. Yes. But it, I would lose respect for them. Mm-hmm. Damn, you guys really hate NFTs, huh? Instead of what they do is they they create a lot of lo-fi mixes yes. for free <laughs> on YouTube. Are literally evil. <laughs> NFTs are lo-fi mixes? Wait, what? I... <laughs> okay. Now, don't two come after my lo-fi hip-hop, you guys. I, I, I need that. You should. There are, like, there's, like, a large, like, like popular zeitgeist around the lo-fi stuff. Like, you could get artists on Fiverr to, like, draw you as a lo-fi girl. Yeah, I'm into if that. If you wanted. That wouldn't even be, that would be, like, their seventh lo-fi girl drawing, like, that That day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's totally possible. Yeah, I listen to a lot of lo-fi, yeah. but unrelated. <laughs> well, there you go. I posted in the I posted in the Discord at least uh, the to the moon lo-fi mix one hour loop click on that right uh, now. for your so listening. Distracting. You know, I think right I just play after. that quietly, like, and then we just use the local recording here, and that's just in the podcast, and then we get. I would just be waiting for you guys to just burst into tears. Yeah, let's not yeah. the podcast. Just being like, fuck Yo, this part. Yo, don't of the- you know, really don't hits. tell anyone, but our to the moon episode, episode mm-hmm. fourteen uses to the moon music it in does. really beautiful ways it's pretty good <sighs> ah, yeah it's back nice. when you still did that yeah back when we were 
Young rogue. guns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Rogue. Mm-hmm. You weren't afraid. Honestly, that was so fun. It was so funny, too, because it was like there was all these jokes about how I didn't edit shit, and yet I like edited all the jokes in, mm-hmm. and like I was like supporting all that. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Now I actually don't edit things. Now it's not even a joke. Now it's just the horrible, you know, the horrible reality we live in. <laughs> the horror show. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like it was mostly Adam making those jokes and like refusing to admit that you might possibly edit it. Mm-hmm. But I liked it, though, because like I feel like it had taken hold. Dude, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, shout out to Adam. Really great on that episode. Really great on that episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gabe was also there. <sighs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> shout out to Gabe. Shout out Gabe. <laughs> what? I would, I would believe it. <laughs> okay, it was funny on that episode, too. It's just fucked because, like, because Gabe will actually oh, listen man. to this, so <laughs> I can take my shots where I take my shots. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Cool, cool. I mean, I think, I guess my only other thing, like, I guess a, a new impression that I have of this game that maybe I didn't get it, like, playing the first time for the podcast or even, like, the first time I ever played it, period. This is my third playthrough of this game mm. at this point. Um... But I guess one thing, I think I'm just very much more appreciative of the writing, uh, more so than I even ever was on a second playthrough. Um, like, we, we already talked about how well-written it is and how it's, uh, you know, it's it's comparable to even some of the best games. Um, but also, like, I think just the overall pacing of the writing and the story was actually quite good. Like, I can echo some of Raphael's sentiments in that the game starts out slow, um, because at first you need to kind of establish these segments of Johnny's life um, before you can really delve deeper into more of the uh, intricacies as well as the conflicts. Um, that being said, like I think they plant like a lot of seeds of intrigue that get resolved fairly quickly story-wise, um, but they just keep on planting more along the line. Um, and I just thought that made for like a more engaging and well-paced story um, than maybe one that plants a seed at the very beginning and then has three hours of fluff and then resolves that one seed at the very end. Um, and so I just mean that in the sense that like when you first start out in Johnny's memories, like they'll talk about Anya and who's Anya, take care of Anya. And it kind of like, makes it seem like the whole game is going to be like who is this mysterious Anya Mm -hmm. um but it gets from it gets resolved that it's the lighthouse like very very quickly uh Mm story-wise but then it goes from like Anya to um oh I I confess to River uh that thing that I did back in high school and so then you're thinking oh god like what did he do back in high school and that gets resolved fairly quickly and so like yeah, it's just these, it's like a, almost like a bread trail, almost, of, like, these intrigue plot points. Um, and then it gradually, as the story goes on, even stuff that was introduced way early in Johnny's memory, like, you start getting those aha moments of, like, oh my god, that is why the rabbit's two-toned in color, or, like, that is why she asks him all those questions when she makes these rabbits obsessively, like... I don't know. I just found that sort of story pacing. I, I guess I'm more appreciative of it now, um, just because we have played games that have kind of more dragged out storylines, um, you know, when it comes to writing. And these, like, even though it is, I guess, a quote unquote short four hour game, 
like I think it does keep your attention like quite well. Yeah. Uh, throughout. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the way it dragged in the earlier part to me was less on the story and more just that the process of going through the initial memories felt very rote, I guess, at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, when you're first figuring out how to do it, like, there's kind of the discovery, but then it's like, and then you repeat this, like, 20 times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And and you're, you're getting story along the side. But I think the story was really good throughout that. Um, and it actually reminds me of one of my favorite books a bit in the way that it's structured. Um, that, that book would be uh, Use of Weapons by Ian M. Banks. Um, but that's sort of got like interleaving a story that is going backwards with a story that is going forwards. Um, mm-hmm. And they're kind of doing that with the, To the Moon as well. That's cool. So, yeah, right. it's it's a it's a cool story structure. And I think they 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 used it effectively in terms of like they're not um falling into the pitfalls that zoe mentioned like where they have a question at the beginning and it's basically ignored until the end or something uh that they've got it like spread out and paced well yeah yeah absolutely and it's just it's just clever Mm -hmm. yeah and definitely like the comments on the pacing make sense to me as well like i think pacing in video games is so fucking hard it's so fucking hard because like Pacing in, in in TV shows and movies is incredibly hard. Like pacing in things where you can control literally every moment of it and how they flow into each other is still a, like an art in of itself, one that many people fail at. And to, to give players like the ability to like fuck that up and still like still have pacing like this and cleverness like this. And like, I seem to recall there was like a combat sequence <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the jrpg <laughs> but like that shit yeah. is like it just it just hits right you're like oh like and for it to do that when you could potentially like try really hard to screw that up as the player even on accident is i think really impressive yeah like mm-hmm. i i remember thinking like there's a lot of mastery in a game like this at, at work here like really high quality stuff and i, I think that's kind of what i think that's that's kind of what people like got out of this game a lot was like oh shit like we should see more of these people that's why i'm excited we're gonna play some more of them Mm -hmm. just because of like clearly there's some really high quality stuff here clearly yeah right and then they made bird story like a lot of the uh a lot of the a lot of like i guess the humor in the game i think still like is effective i think with a at least for me a lot of the games when i play it repetitive uh repeatedly like the jokes kind of start um i guess wearing a little bit but I still found myself like chuckling at a couple of the jokes. Like and, and I guess like some of them are even like anti-jokes, I guess. But like I do like kind of fourth wall breaking commentary with um with a lot of the game. Like at the very end when they're in NASA and they're looking at the spaceship through the window and they're just like, It's too yeah. bad you can't see the top or the bottom of this spaceship. Yup. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna look completely different after maintenance is done. It'd be a shame if no one could see the top and the bottom. Yeah, of that's this. hilarious. Like, the best parts of the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that stuff's hilarious, man. Like the and humor in video games. Is, I mean, think, dude, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare, and it's rare mm-hmm. for a reason. Because like most people are like really hard whiffing on that. 
like oh god there was a i forget i i forget which game so i can't properly trash talk it but there was some triple a game recently that was like people were like yeah it's funny and i remember watching like an hour of its gameplay and just being like i think i want to like throw up or something like this is so bad was it <laughs> borderlands 3 oh borderlands 3 was so cringe bro hey that's something i did that... not play that game i did not play that game did you play i that did game? yeah borderlands ah. 3 was cringe man the kids have brought that vernacular forward and uh, listen they're wrong on many of the things especially when i'm telling a story and they tell me i'm cringe they're definitely wrong on that but they're right on this <laughs> borderlands 3 is cringe <laughs> in every possible way it was really sad it was really sad yeah. Oh, God. They were doing, like, influencer stuff in Borderlands 3 where it's like, we're going to get YouTube followers by being these, like, badass. But it was just like, God damn it, man. It's excruciating. Um, and it's not to say that, like, that can't be done well. It can be done well. It has been done well. But, boy, if you whiff, though, it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's exciting. I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited to play more of these games. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I had... It's been so long that I, like, forgot that I wanted to play more of them. And now I remember again, which is good. I'm right where we want me to be. And I don't think Bird Story yeah, was hopefully bad. Hopefully the actual... Sorry. I just... It's not bad, you guys. It oh, was I was dunking nice on it for fun. Little... It was simple and small and, like, small in scope. I don't know why everyone was mad about it. Oh, I, I fucking yeah, no, loved sorry, it. Not all of I, you. I think... The people at especially large. Especially after... Oh, Yeah. I was going to say, like, especially after playing a game like Elden Ring, where I am at the edge of my chair, like, all dialed up focus, I kind of forgot what it was like to just play a video game seated back, curled up in a blanket with a cup of tea, and just kind of clicking, and I'm like, this is a lovely experience. I love this. That's good. (laughs) I was having, like, the opposite reaction. I was like what can i do to show skill yeah mccoy was like having withdrawal symptoms i'm like okay <laughs> where's where's the dodge yeah, well, roll button like, fuck there's the you bird get a dodge. jump right and i thought it was it's to jump in the puddles and i get that but i was jumping over the puddles as if as if it was like a difficult challenge mm-hmm. and then i was just getting dumpstered by the bird and i was like man <laughs> that's so bullshit yeah. i'm hitting such skill jumps here and these controls fucking suck <clears throat> and it is input lag it's hilarious i've like literally been doing all sorts of tuning in elden ring in all of my games for 10 years to reduce input lag and then this shit walks around and i'm like it doesn't matter but it hurts my feelings yeah like reducing my monitor's fps so i can like see if that like improves performance it doesn't nice good to know <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. dude that's actually a hilarious thing like you could totally run into a problem with a game like this where like running it at 160 or, or 120 or 240 whatever like you know all those things all those things could definitely fuck it up like for example like the 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 old Dark Souls port, not the remastered one, but the original Dark Souls port was like, it was, I think it was like locked at 30 or something. And you could get like a, you could get like a, a mod to like get it up to 60 FPS, something like that. And it would like mostly work and then something's would break. And then the mod would be like, listen, motherfucker. Yes, technically you can just put as many frames in this thing as you want, but like, you're not going to like what happens. And like shit just breaks all over the place like just nightmare land because a lot of things just happen to end up being coded for frames so it's like among us remember that when i fucking was v-syncing among us and it was giving me like this insane timing on some of those Mm -hmm. puzzles for no reason (laughs) (laughs) i do remember that that can't still be there can it i was a little bit mad it could still be there i think they fixed that because i have a 390 hertz monitor now and i'd like to see if it's even crazier (laughs) 
that would just give me joy. <laughs> instantaneous task <laughs> completion. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody at this point probably has a mod for Elden Ring mm-hmm. that unlocks the frames to disastrous effect. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's, it runs nicely. It runs nicely, as it is. Although I am getting frame drops every once in a while. Getting that where you just like that, it's like stutters. It's like, oh, yes. we get yes. mad. Like, yeah, it's it's I'll not get that bad. during boss fights, and I'm like, excuse during me. During boss fights, oh shit, oh no. It's never been like game breaking for me at all. It's been like, like out in the world, just like it hangs for a second. Yeah. Yep, I have confirmed that this mod exists. Did, what do they say? Do they say that it, like, it fucking kills everything, or should I do this? Uh, I mean, let's see. I don't know. Maybe they say eventually. There's a fair bit. I haven't read through all of it. But removes the frame rate limit, change field of view, add wide screen support, uh, add wide screen support mm-hmm. alter game speed, and various game modifications for Elden Ring. Dude, this reminds me. You guys ever seen, like... There's like a, a set of mods you can get for like Skyrim and stuff that's like Skyrim fixed. And it's just like, it's always funny because it's like, it's, oftentimes these are really good things, but it's it's like someone's opinionated version of like, this is all the bullshit, dumb decisions this fucking developer made and I fixed them all. And you're like, I really like that, but can I actually only take like two out of your 17 really opinionated fixes? Because <laughs> I really agree with you on two. No. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Impossible. All right, we ready to rate this bad boy? Yeah, these, these bad, bad boys. boys I don't think, I guess. Yes, There's I don't think I want to re-rate to the moon. I, I don't think I deserve it because I just, I just like am re-immersing myself. Okay. But I'll, I'll Maybe definitely. Maybe it's like if you haven't rated to the moon before on the podcast, or if you want to, you can re-rate it. Yeah, I think if you want to, like if Zoe wants okay. to re-rate it, that seems legit. Cool, cool, cool. What did I give it? Two thumbs. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think I gave. I think I give it a yeah, one thumb. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sticking okay. with two thumbs. Yeah, everybody give it two thumbs except for me. Yeah, I give it a one thumb. We gave it one thumb. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's probably a yeah, two thumbs we, game, but I was like really like... I had a res- talking to with him after I was that. resistant to the cringe, man. That fucking character sucks, bro. That's my opinion. Well, I guess also Adam <laughs> give it 995 out of question. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't count any of his yep, ratings. that sounds I think Gabe correct. gave it like two out of like three or something. Like weird, like two out of three thumbs. Yeah, it was like some really weird shit. Gabe gave it two thumbs. Yeah, but I think in the podcast he he said two out of three thumbs, and there was like a joke about he knew a guy to get a thumb or so. Oh. I don't fucking dude. You guys, it's really weird <laughs> to listen to shit like that so many years later. It's so weird, so weird. That was before. I mean, we were only like just solidifying our rating system at that point, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. like we weren't even mm-hmm. called the tyranny of thumbs. Yet. That's right. We were called the Game Club. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right some good like you know tyranny of thumb the lore because which was like holding you know like beta name before we actually knew like what what we should call it i was gonna say we we solidified i remember the episode where we solidified tyranny of thumbs that's episode 25 with the bioshock infinite dlc is that where we solidified that that's hilarious mccoy hated it Mm -hmm. (laughs) mccoy was like I begrudgingly accept this name. Well, because motherfuckers voted on that shit, then left, bro. I find, I to this day, I'm like, you left me with this name that I accept now, now, now. Mm -hmm. But I, I, dude, I want to vote on random shit and then leave. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) fucked up, man. Um, yeah. True, true. Um, okay. Can I go first on Bird Story? I don't, I'll just ask in the ether. Okay. Sure, sure. 
So ahead. this to me, I felt was like a perfect encapsulation of like a one thumb up. I was like, I like this. This is good. I don't know if it's like incredible and that's okay, but I like it. And I like things like this. And I bet you for other people, they like it too. Um, and for others, they don't. So it's like, it's like, it's like, I like for what it is. I feel like one thumb, it just feels so perfect for it. Um, and I was struck by that playing it. I was just like, yeah, like I want to, I want to give like a, a bit of support towards artsy projects like this. Cool. Good for you. But I'm not going to like confuse it for some of the things that have been sitting in two thumbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'll echo, I'll go next and I'll echo that sentiment. Like that was almost verbatim what I was going to say, where this is a perfect encapsulation of a one thumb. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed my experience with it, but at the same time, it's like a game that I think will forever exist in that one moment of my life. I don't, I can't see myself going back and like replaying it or its story being so pivotal to my experience as a capital G gamer that like it's just going to forever be influential. Um, that being said, like the moment in time that it existed was like very precious and very dear and I enjoyed myself with it. Um, you know, it's it's very simplistic in that way and I think it's okay to just call it exactly that, simplistic. So one thumb up for me as well. What about you, James? Um, I think that this is a one thumb game. Uh, it was kind of boring, kind of cool, uh, but it only lasted like an hour. So, you know, the boring parts didn't last that long. Cool parts didn't last that long. One thumb. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not that nice. expensive, not that long, easy to play. I mean, I think like literally when this game's on sale, you can buy it on Steam for like 80 cents. Yeah. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. It's very you actually cheap. get and a dollar. It, you know, it's worth 80 cents absolutely you know so yeah and you know what according to this thing on steam apparently if you play it and you hate it they will issue a 100 percent refund yeah if you want to get your 80 cents yeah. back mm -hmm. <clears throat> motherfuckers do <laughs> and all i can really say is cheap. i'm ashamed of you like what the <laughs> fuck dude? seriously because it's like on every front i think that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard like one you want to take 80 cents back after having played the thing that's ridiculous Two, you want to go through the time it takes to figure out how to refund something for 80 cents. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, there, there's so many, like... <laughs> time is money, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, go play more infinite games like Valorant, where you can use all your time. And, yeah. No, it's true. But just, like, I, for free. I just can't imagine doing that. Raphael? So, I guess... Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll do Bird Story first. Uh, and then I'll read to them. So, I don't know. I feel like James's description of Bird Story fits more in line with what I would call a meh. Uh, and to me, this game is a meh. Like, it's... It was an hour. It wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. I don't... It's not like I, I don't want other people to play it or anything. Mm -hmm. But there are things I would rather have done with that hour. Mm. It was a perceptually long hour. Were they 480p? <laughs> <laughs> the other yep. things uh i mean that that's an option but i mean i could also have like i don't know gone for a walk done some push-ups mm -hmm. you know you could have done them during things. the cutscenes. push-ups uh, yeah i suppose except like 
it wasn't good at signaling like when it was time to input again so i was like spamming the keyboard keys i thought it was usually good at saying like all right now you push button was that only my experience might have been it did it did signal it but uh i found that the delay there was annoying anyway. It's probably not actually a good idea to do push-ups during the cutscenes of this game. I will say, if you are going to pay 80 cents for it and you are going to play it for an hour, I do think you might want to be present for that hour, even if you may end up, you know, wishing you had gone for a walk. I still think you're definitely going to wish you'd gone for a walk if you skip the cutscene, so. Oh, I I also wanted to call out that uh, I noticed that it violated the Geneva Convention um, because the... uh, vet that he takes the bird to has the red cross on the outside and ah. uh, yeah oh, it has no been established games can that, do that. yep hmm. but i mean if that, this is wait like, what this game is terrible because it violates the geneva Convention. i'm sorry wait video games <laughs> like, I... stardew valley wait. at one point yeah can yeah yeah so it's been ruled rule? that it's been ruled that like so the red cross is in the geneva convention dedicated to like indicating medical personnel. Uh, I, I don't know the exact rule, but like there were there were other games where this has been brought up and it has been decided that like, yes, if a game has this, it is in violation of the Geneva Convention. But like, doesn't that... Right, so like Stardew Valley used to have like that red cross symbol outside of the doctor's office and I think he changed it blue. Like it was part of like the Stardew Valley oh. patch notes, which was hilarious of like, you know, symbol is now blue. And people were like, wait, why is this a patch note? And he's like, I was in violation of the Geneva Convention. <laughs> we're like, wait, what? But like, surely that's got to be like a weird use of that law though, right? Because the law is supposed to be like, no. you yeah. can't. Yeah, well, yeah. You can't like impersonate it. Or well, I mean, you say that yet. now, but like so at some point our games may be actual war zones. It's, it's not like anybody was going to like come knocking. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's more of a fun fact kind of moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so I guess as for to the moon, um, I mean, I guess I I complained a lot about like the art style and the controls and stuff, but the, as I said, the story was really good. Uh, and I by the end enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, so I think for me it's a pretty solid two thumbs. Yeah. So pretty in line with what the rest nice. of you rated it, I guess. Yeah, yeah except McCoy. Yeah. yeah. I, are you still on that one thumb life? I feel like it probably is a two thumbs realistically if I can now with like thinking of how all the ratings have shaken out and like what sits on what shelf. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even though I'm not really beholden to that person that I was, you know, we can all grow. We can all improve. He really fucking hated that cringe <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I just feel like you know what I'm saying. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna stand by your your previous self. Yeah, I, I think I've you know it's one of those things okay. where I've given it lip service. I've said that it probably deserves two thumbs, but but let the official record show you gave it one. I think Elena, do you want to? Yeah, rate I'm gonna it? I'm gonna counterbalance this idiot over here, and I I wow. no <laughs> look, you're entitled to your opinion. I just want to say while we were playing Am I the entitled game, to my intelligence. <laughs> While, you, while we were playing the game, no. I don't remember you complaining about that guy at all because we were very much in the experience. Um, no, I mean, I, I would echo what everybody else has said about Bird Story. I feel like um, 
Well, everybody but Raphael. Sorry, Raphael. Um, I think for me, it's like a, it's a one thumb. It was a pleasant hour. I thought it was a nice, um, nice is such a damning word. I thought it was like a pleasant, um, like poignant small story about a little kid. Um, maybe it's because I spend more time around children than like most people on this podcast do. But I thought it was like a yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, but I think that. I, I don't know what I would have given to the moon back in the day, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know what I would have landed on then, and I wasn't on that podcast, so we'll never know. But I feel like as a retroactive rating, I think that's a gold star game for me. Like, it it really stands up as a moment that I remember and a game that I remember and, like, a... um. I, like, I remember that story. I remember it being really poignant. I remember exactly when in that game I cried. Like, I remember... um. I remember how it, like, I, yeah, I just, I think that, like, in terms of how that game is held up for me, it's less about the intricacies and the mechanics of the game or, like, this annoying, apparently annoying, um, not narrator, like, player character, Neil, I don't remember, I remember him being, like, kind of cringy and dumb, and I remember, like, the stupid, the silly jokes, but... It doesn't at all color my experience of that game in the same way, like, the art style is maybe not my favorite art style I've ever seen in that, but for me, like, that story really landed, um, regardless of everything else. And so, I, like, for me, that, that moment and that game is a gold star that I, I remember and, like, would keep up there with the other gold star games. Although there's obviously, like, a tier list of gold star games, I right? So. This one's on. I think so. This one's below, like, a Pyre's gold star. But it, I, for me, I think it deserves it. Yeah, it's not like this thing in Outer Wilds is just slugging it out. No. Yeah, Outer Wilds still <laughs> a, a level above. We should start, like, coloring the stars or something. This could be, like, a silver star or a bronze star. But... <laughs> Have them go out. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have the stars go out in our own person. reference. That's a fucking oh, beautiful <laughs> system to rate the games as they, like, battle until the final greatest game of all time. Hmm. I don't even want to think about Whoa. trying to debate that. Should, is that what we do as <laughs> our final amazing. episode? Whenever yeah. we decide to call it quits, we just say all the gold stars have to fight in a final game oh of the year. God. Game of, it's game of the game of the era. Game of the podcast. Game of the podcast. Yeah. Oh game fuck! Pod- and we put yeah. We would just be there for like six yeah. hours, like yeah. just and it ends all of our friendships fuck. because Wait, I really no one can agree. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want them anyways. The list needs to be made. Do you not think so? Motherfuckers on on the internet can put out a top ten list in two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we have to just tr- we have to we have to put the effort in to put out one. Top ten list that I have to make a tier list. Yeah, it's actually good. We should, yeah, we should make a tier list exactly. Yeah, okay, I could do a tier list version. You do a tier list where they get to have different shots. I just love the idea though of like degrees of gold star. Of like, yeah, this is a third degree gold star. Yeah, Koi's already mad. I can feel the tilt. No, 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 I agree with this completely in my mind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think what you do in your gold star area. In terms of how you define. That's your business. That's your business. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be our business when we Don't do touch my exact- gold star area. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, where did you touch you on the doll? It's we just like a gold that. star. Mm-hmm. Oh, my All goodness. Right. Oh. <laughs> That's March. Wait, I've I'm seen tattoos that kind of look like that. Anyway, it's not important. Okay. Um, All right. But all right, sweet. Next week, more uh, Elden Ring check-in. 
as well as uh, Finding Paradise. Yeah. I'm excited for Finding Paradise. How long is Finding Paradise? Does anybody know? Nope. Four hours Four again. Hours again. Okay. Of course, okay. we're going to figure out how so much Elden Ring he has it's... to sacrifice. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to schedule in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. Dude, that's that's exactly how I feel. And keep in mind, there's also Valorant Championships this weekend as well. So, you better start a lot in your time it's now. It's pretty rough. Is all I'm Uh-oh. saying. Yeah, too many things at once, man. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough life. Mm-hmm. But all right. Cool. We'll see you guys next week then. And I am hitting the stop button. Bye.